Thanks for listening to the Last Days Podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. Well, hello and good day to you. This is Todd and Katie coming to you with the Last Days Podcast. Yes, thank you for joining us today. We are really happy that you've uh, taken the time to, not necessarily you have to set aside everything else while you're doing this, because you could you know, be listening while you're accomplishing many other productive things, but we appreciate you listening to this, and if you would please let other people know that you are listening to the Last Days podcast and how they can um, get involved with this and yeah, like it join and us. join us and yeah. absolutely share we it. would really like that yeah share the experience Sub- subscribe to our YouTube channel the River of Tri-Cities Church that'll be great too yeah and the Instagram page Last absolutely. Days Podcast yes and uh, so we in- invite you to do that come and see us sometime here in beautiful Johnson City um, yeah God lives just down the street from us here <laughs> and uh, we'd love to be able to see you was just talking with the vice mayor of our city yesterday and had a nice long meeting with him. And we were just talking about what an incredible place God has placed us. He's a wonderful spirit-filled man and, um, and actually just met him. And he was so thankful for our ministry and what God is doing here in the city. And, and so we're just looking how to team up and do some amazing things. But He's, you know, we're both convinced this is one of the best places in the world to live. (laughs) So uh, come and join us. Come see what all the hype is about, that it's just reality. It's really not hype. So (laughs) we we invite you and and to let you know that we have a very powerful 2024 camp meeting coming up here. Um, The theme is As It Is in Heaven. And that will begin on Resurrection Sunday and will go all the way through that week, I believe through April 4th. And is that it's the correct? It's actually um, it? March 31st through, through April, April 5th. 5th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There we go. And so, because Monday is the first. So we welcome you. 7 and p.m. 7 p.m. Right? Two okay. services a day, morning and evening. And Evangelist Tony Suarez will be joining us also throughout fun. that week, yes. ministering along with us. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Just had coffee with him this morning and so looking forward to have an amazing time of, yeah, it's just in the Holy Ghost. It's going to be an incredible camp meeting. So make sure you make your plans now to come and join us. Hallelujah. Yes, so absolutely. let's get on topic here, whatever the topic of the Holy <laughs> Ghost is, the topic du jour. Um, we've been talking, though, about um, strategies for increase. Right. And you know what? The more we talk about strategies for increase, the more it increases. That's true. <laughs> and, and God is just doing amazing things. I, was, I, I said I was talking with the mayor, vice mayor, um, yesterday of Johnson City. And um, and God just gave me a word for him as we were uh, as we were awesome. in this in this meeting, and I just began to talk to him about how God was going to bring increase into his life, and uh, it was just a word in season. 
because wow. his mouth just like drops open and he says, I know I'm in a safe place here. And um, along with he and I, Pastor Kai Carter was there um, with us also. And actually, Pastor Kai is the one who put us together. And the, he's, yeah, the yeah, he's been out there in the community and um, meeting people and um, doing things so our outreach can expand and happen across uh, this man didn't know who, you know, what the involvement was and, and then, uh, everything just come coming together. But the word was about God increasing him. And, um, and, you know, and the crazy thing is he's totally Holy ghost, but he pastors a missionary Baptist church here in town. <laughs> and, uh, it's just the wildest thing in the world. And he was so thrilled for two and a half hours. We sat there. We were at a restaurant having lunch, and uh, it was just a, it was just a presence of God was just there with it. And we're just openly talking. Everybody around That's us can cool. hear what we're talking about, and we don't really care. We're just having the most wonderful time. Mm-hmm. And um, he kept he'd pick up his phone. He goes, "I'm sorry, I'm canceling some more appointments. I'm moving stuff aside." He goes, "This is a divine appointment. This is is what I need so much." And um, so just incredible incredible things taking place but the word was about god bringing him increase mm. and then as as I, I i finish sharing with him what was on my heart that god was giving me he begins to talk to me about something that was just opening up to him today and wow. it was total increase and he was That's needing so cool. a word from god lord is this from you and God knows. I mean, God is a God of increase. And if you will just allow yourself, I and mean, this is a wonderful because this is the Baptist man who yes. believes in prosperity. Yeah, that's he believes like in such the blessing a of the rarity Lord. in our I area. Like, yes, Lord. I mean, it's just such a beautiful extreme, really, because tip. I mean, we take so much flack because of people who criticize us and and our church and everything mm-hmm. for even just. Um, oh, we get the flack. Not just believing in prosperity. That's one thing. But but we preach the word that, you know, God wants to bless you. He's a good God. Amen. And, and that he always is about increase and supernatural multiplication. But, 100%. The, you know, when you preach the straight word of God, oh, my goodness, it makes people mad. Yeah. These Christians. They, they get Christians so Christians that are manifesting. Yeah. I mean, they are so much worse than in the world in That's that it. aspect. Yeah. Of, but to take words so. from my wife, yeah, we don't give a crap, you know. <laughs> <laughs> she, about what you think about what you think yes along well, those lines you know we're just gonna I keep just, doing it i i just have this a viral. very hard time with with <laughs> um with religion i do yeah. and i think the biggest thing that just um really bothers me is the hypocrisy in it because the people who criticize you for you know preaching that god wants to bless you often i mean and, and i can say this about this community here is that um these people they they have so much wealth actually this is the wealthiest area of the entire state this little northeast corner where we are we, there's more wealth here than in memphis more wealth here than in nashville it's it's, it's, it's here it's just kind of it's like and it is hidden hypocrisy it is because you know people that will you know make hundreds of thousands of dollars more a year than we would or anything but Millions. yet yeah but we're we're not telling people to give to us give we're us saying that god, no, god wants to bless you yeah. that that you that you give because you have need why do you shoot at us to be involved in god's kingdom in a greater way 
you know? Um, mm-hmm. And so I just, you know, but, but really, you know, and I know I've said this before, but, and I'm just really, I feel like in some ways stepping into this in, in, in my own life, but really until you get to the point where you honestly really don't give a rip about what people think about you, the way you're going to operate or anything, um, you actually are not free to do what God has called you to do. That's the thing is that most importantly, and always in the biggest way, we have to be concerned about that we're fulfilling God's word, you know, within obviously the Bible, but then the specific word of Mm -hmm. the Lord to us. And of course, you you can't be the type that is like, well, I don't care what anybody thinks, but you also don't submit to any leadership. You don't submit to the word of God. You don't take correction. You're not teachable because that's not at all what I'm talking about. I have people in my life, including my husband. I have, you know, we're very bold I am in about her life. Yes. <laughs> you just, are very much. Just to confirm that. <laughs> yes, I have people in my, in my life, including my husband. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, you, you know, know what she meant. I'm just, I'm just teasing her. Because she's funny. We're very cute. You know, forward thanks, babe. <laughs> about, you know, our pastors are doctors Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown in, in Tampa. And we're and not ashamed of that. No, we love them so much <laughs> with all of our heart. They've been, I mean, just the most amazing blessing to us personally, to our family, Absolutely. to our ministry. What a strength. I mean in, in, in every and way. And and we have, you know, many and of a you kick know. In the butt. At times, because yeah, everybody needs a kick in the butt. At times, you need people in your life. You can't life increase that will unless you have people you. that are going to help you. You know, that's, go forward. That's very true. And so, and and we have other amazing, amazing leaders and 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 friends and everything in ministry that we also submit to and bounce off ideas for. And of course, you've heard me many times talk about you know Dr. Debbie Rich as well. She's such a precious, oh my gosh, yeah. um, amazing lady, lady, friend in our life, but also you know has been such a, a mentor and a teacher and everything, especially to me as, obviously I worked for her before we were even married, but I mean, we've stayed, you know, we have relationships that we have had for decades and decades. And so people that, you know, then there should people. be people in your life that, that know you, they know your heart and they know your ways as well. They know your character, they know your integrity, mm-hmm. that you don't hide those things, but that you are open actually, if somebody sees something that it seems off in your life or it's questionable or, you know, they notice that, like, wow, you used to, you know, even things like, you know, you used to be like so full of life and so happy and now you're withdrawn. What is wrong with you? You know, right. you, you need people like that because again, this all plays into, and we have touched on this in, in this past little series we're doing here on strategies of, of increase. But I mean, this is like, like key. And so again, going back to when I say, you know, until you get to the point where you just don't really give a rip what people think, I, again, I'm not referring to people that regularly, you know, speak in your life and that you're, that you're accountable to. If I, um, receive, you know, a question or people, you know, wondering like, what are you doing? And, and it's any of my, you know, leaders or those that, that, you know, I'm submitted to or whatever, then I am going to immediately stop and, and talk with them and pray and ask the Holy Spirit, you know, if I, I you know, I'm an open book. So Holy Spirit, whatever, whatever you want to need to change, I want you to, you have the freedom to do that. And I regularly pray, Holy Spirit, you've got to like, if I need a kick in the pants, if, you know, yank my chain, whatever it takes for 
me to be able to make adjustments because sometimes we just want to like keep going along and going along. And actually the Holy Spirit, if we're not sensitive to him, we miss when he wants to us to make an adjustment. And it's so much easier to make adjustments or corrections or a little bit of change in direction when it's just a slight one. It's just a small one. It's right at the beginning. Just, you know, make the adjustment and it's not, it's then not difficult. But of course that does take us being willing to like, you got to spend time in the presence of God to be able to hear from him. It's not his job to chase you down or knock you upside the head or, you know, paint some message in the sky or, you know, writing on the wall or whatever. It's actually, we're the ones that need to find ourselves in his presence, keep the word of God hidden in our heart, coming out of our mouth, keep ourselves in, in the position of being able to receive from the Lord at all times. At all times. Absolutely so. And that, that helps us increase so much. Absolutely. And every single one of us, you know, we're led by the Spirit of God. That's how, that's how we know, the Word says, that we are the sons of God, mm-hmm. those that are led by the Spirit of God. And, and God doesn't have the same exact path for every person. Oh, so true. And so in the body of Christ, we're not cookie-cutter Christians. We're not all like each other. Um, even, you know, ministers and everything, you know, I was just saying that, you know, I just had uh, a coffee this morning with evangelist Tony Suarez, who, uh, what an amazing evangelist, an incredible example, wonderful integrity, um, the way he, he runs his life, he runs his ministry, he runs mm-hmm. his family, right. an incredible communicator, uh, just one-on-one with people, but then for our uh, our, our nation even, uh, right, why, right. what a voice, um, and not just to the Hispanics, but to, to the whole nation. Right. And, and, but we're talking about, you know, the differences in, um, in different ministers and ministries. Mm-hmm. And you could say, well, you know, this person, you know, look at, look at how they do their ministry and everything. But that doesn't mean that just because somebody doesn't do or run their ministry exactly like this other person, that that is a, a wrong model. You, right. All of us have to follow the Holy Spirit. And, and, and you see, when people follow the Holy Spirit, they will be successful. It's not a successful right. model. And right. everybody has to do the exact the same thing just in this way. But the model of success is follow, follow the Holy Ghost. Yes. Be led by the Spirit yes. of God. You know, sometimes people, many times people will come to us and, you know, Pastor Todd, Pastor Katie, what should I do here? And number one thing you're going to hear us say is, what's God speaking to you? Right. And people think that is some sort of a pass-off but it's not a pass off. It's the number one question that has to be asked. What is God saying to you? Are you being led or are you just wanting somebody to give direction to your life because you're too lazy maybe mm. to get in the presence of God right. because everything is found in his presence. Right. And a lot of people don't want to take time to get in the presence of God. That's and true. I'm not talking about five minutes. I'm not even talking about an hour. Right. Maybe you need to set a day aside. Maybe you need to set days aside. Right. I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, a week aside to be able to just, I've got to hear from God. And, and I have to know that I'm, this is the direction I'm going in and that this is what God wants me to do, what he wants me to see, what he wants me to hear. Um, it's, 
incredibly important that we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And right. that is that is the key to increase. Oh, absolutely. Number one key to increase is hear from God and follow the plan from heaven. And there's a plan for your life. There's a plan for your family. There's a plan for your business. There's a plan for your marriage. There's a plan for your ministry. Everything has a plan. Mm-hmm. Nothing is left up to you. You just decide whatever you want to do is fine. No, no. Even if you're, even if you're given that word, you know, whatever you do. Okay, well, you know what? My, my default is I'm going to ask God, Lord, what do you want me to do? Right. I, I have to because above everything else, above my own desires, above my, my own choices, I want the plan of heaven. I, I, don't want, I don't want just the acceptable will of God. I want mm-hmm. the perfect will of God. Yeah. And you have to strive to, to have the perfect will of God. You have to, you have to strive to enter into rest. Yeah. You've got to really push. <laughs> right. Okay, the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Mm-hmm. If you want to really see the kingdom of God working in your life, it takes much effort. Uh, that that word right. "violent" in the in 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 the original translation means to press in, to take hold by force. Mm-hmm. And it's only found two times in the Word of God. And, and, and we have to understand that this is something that doesn't come easy. And people right. are looking for an easy answer, an easy fix. I don't, I don't want to have to put forth effort. I just want to increase. I just yeah. want to be blessed. I want it to just kind of like fall on me like ripe fruit off of a tree. It doesn't happen that way. You're going to have right. to go out because you're going to have to climb the tree. You have to get out on the limb uh-huh. and, and to be able to, to get the choice fruit. Right. But you can increase, but it's going to take effort on your part. It's going to take great effort on your part. Yeah, so true. I mean, you can see how obviously the enemy, he's always trying to, if there's any momentum, if there's any forward progress, of course, he's trying to, you know, come in and and shut that down by, you know, whether that's someone else criticizing you or, you know, placing some type of, you know, hindering circumstance within your, your path or your life or you know, whatever. And, and of course, religion is all about, you know, let's just be a pacifist, right? Let's just, you know, cause Jesus, you know, he never, um, the, the way that they, they paint him literally in paintings, but also just, you know, figuratively as well is that, you know, he was non-confrontational, which of course we know that there's no way that could be true because you look at the, what he said to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, his actions to them, making a whip in the midst of the temple, driving them yeah. out, you know. Um, all That's all the fruit them. of the Spirit right there. <laughs> That's right. All he these fashioned a ways. whip. That means in the midst <laughs> of all of that junk, he thought about it. Yeah. He didn't have a whip made. Right. While he's watching all of these <laughs> religious idiots, he's getting all the supplies, he's bringing them over, he's got his own whip table and he's putting it all together fashion he built a whip yeah in the temple to drive them out that's love right yeah, there right? that's peace that's you know long suffering yeah he waited and waited and waited all right these knuckleheads i'm gonna beat them out all right and then of course he did you know tell the disciples listen if, if you don't have a sword because that was the weapon of the day right yeah if you don't have one just like sell a sell, garment of yeah yours sell your coat or whatever so one. which would seem like very vital to be able to you know keep yourself warm and everything but he's like no the most important thing is that you actually have a weapon and so to think of course 
you know, in our case that, you know, because we've received flack about that, you know, giving away guns, which we do everything in a legal way. But I oh mean, and gosh, we do yeah. live here in Tennessee. But, you know, anyway, regardless. Uh, and, oh, by the way, we're starting a gun club tonight. Actually, that's going to be super fun. So, yes, um, yeah, ma'am. we have here at that church. So that'll be really great. But anyway, um, you know, people have this idea that, you know, um, because, of course, we were asked, you know, email, well, what's the biblical precedent for giving away a gun? And people think that, you know, Jesus would never have a gun, uh, but he was for everybody getting yet, a sword. They didn't have guns then, but they did have swords. That was the weapon. And, of course, like you said, he obviously, I mean, he didn't just have the whip. Like you said, he actually made the whip. So mm-hmm. um, I'm sure that wasn't his first time doing that. I mean, he was a carpenter. He had learned how to make all kinds of things. Sure. So to think that, you know, that Jesus was just a pacifist and very wimpy. Maybe, and maybe seen his dad fashion one for his brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think probably very possible. Um, so, and of course, this also ties into, you know, kind of more of a woke culture, you know, mm-hmm. these days and, and don't, don't, you know, speak out against anything. Even if it's sinful, don't speak out against it, you know, at, because of course Jesus would never do that. And I mean, these things that people make up, and I do say makeup, they're actually not in the word of God or whatever. It basically leads to, you know, how you shouldn't say anything that might even be construed as offensive or, or anything like that. I'm just going to say if you, what happens is people become very wimpy, of course. And that you've even, we've even seen that through the whole seeker sensitive church movement because the word of God was not preached in boldness. And what happens then is you end up with very weak Christians and that's the majority, or I I should say maybe much of the body of Christ. Thank God we're not like that. And of course, when you're full of the fire of God and the strength of God, you link up with other people that are like that. And I love how there's still a huge separation taking place in the body of Christ, but you see really the bride of Christ stand, coming forth and you see the people that are on fire for God, that preach the word of God, that challenge you in the word, that they they live a life that is flat out on fire for God. Those are the places that are growing, that are increasing and there are people, and especially this younger generation, they're looking for the real. They're looking for the demonstration of the power of God. And so this is such an awesome and amazing time to be alive. But I'm what I'm my point really in saying all of that, um, didn't take think it would take that long, <laughs> but um, was that you cannot expect to increase without you know, grabbing hold really of, of some, some strength Mm -hmm. and not backing off, not being complacent, but actually challenging yourself to grow in areas because every bit of increase around you is actually going to start from you on the inside. And so if you don't allow the Holy Spirit to challenge you and allow growth to take part on the inside of you and burn out the things that are hindering you from increasing, you're not going to see increase manifest in the natural realm because you would shut it down because you haven't increased on the inside. So before you see any increase on the outside, you got to see it through the eye of faith. You got to declare it out of your mouth. Then just like the Lord told Joshua in Joshua 1.8, you're the one who's going to make your way prosperous. You're the one who's going to deal wisely and have good success. And so it's up to us to take the word of God, let the word of God, as you say, babe, let the word of God 
read, read you. you. You don't Amen. just read it. You let it read you. Let it come in because it is, it is a discerner of the thoughts and int- intents of the heart. It's separating. It's, it's, it'll make, it'll point out to you adjustments. And of course, you've got the Holy Spirit, the great teacher, the greatest teacher to come alongside and to help you. And, you know, we've even found some just natural things that keep people back from increasing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, recently, not too long ago, even went talking with um, our staff, when we have staff meetings, we always try to impart different things relating um, to leadership. And because each one of us have a realm of influence the Lord has given us, and then it's up to us to expand that realm of influence. Oh, yeah. And so you might say, well, I don't have my own business. I work for somebody else. I don't have my own ministry. Um, maybe you, you work for a, another ministry or a church or you're, you're serving in a volunteer capacity or whatever. But the Lord, in anything that we have, the Lord will bless and increase and prosper what you put your hand to according to the word of God. We need to be able to actually grow with whatever has been put in our realm of influence, whatever has been put in our hand. Mm -hmm. Even if you're not the top person, don't wait for that. You learn how to multiply. And we talked, you know, briefly on the last one, even about the, you have to delegate and duplicate in order to be able to, to increase and to be able to expand. Don't Mm -hmm. wait until you have your own per se to make that happen because it won't happen. You've got to just start right now and be found faithful right now and with what you are doing and each one of us you know we because we're often starting in new areas we're starting you know new things and stuff like that so you know things can be actually within your realm of influence even at different stages of of development but you should always be increasing not 100%. despising if you're small in certain ways. Mm-hmm. And we, we all are, like I said, different areas. And we're all, that each one of us right now, this is the smallest we're ever going to be. Amen. So we, we are always increasing. So we don't despise where we're at. We're thankful what God has done. But we go, okay, Lord, this is the smallest I'm ever going to be. Today is the smallest I'm ever going to be. Not just like this year. Yes, but bring it down to today. What are you doing right now? What is your mentality, your mindset? What is the word you're declaring right now? Not putting it off till tomorrow or until you feel better or until you've read the Bible more <laughs> or until you have a, um, a better marriage or until you have a boyfriend or until you are 12 years old. If you're younger, listen to this or whatever, but right now, do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you have to, you have to receive that word of God. You have to receive the word and, and allow that word to work in you, to work a change inside of you. And, and if you'll receive the word of God and allow it to go deep inside of you, like my wife said, I say many times, don't just read the word, let the word read you. And so if you will, if you will allow that, that word to, to come inside of you and it'll, it'll nourish you, it'll refresh you, it'll, it'll grow you. Um, and you know, in the, in the old Testament, there was types and shadows and everything like that. And the children of Israel, they were the children of God, but they were wandering in the wilderness right? and, uh, you know, at times faint needed, needed uh, water, needed food. Um, and so the Jesus, a uh, God, fed them um, in the wilderness. Manna mm-hmm. came down from heaven. 
Right. And and they were they were eating of that and they were they were nourished, but that wasn't God's best. In fact, the manna right. was a type and a shadow, and the right. manna was a type and a shadow of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And Jesus started talking in John chapter six about how I am the bread that came down from heaven. It talked about how the Jews, you know, they they murmured and everything like that because they didn't they didn't like him saying that. You know, verse forty one of John six. They murmured and found fault and grumbled because Jesus said, I myself am the bread that came down from heaven. But it's the truth. And if people will receive that word, you can be nourished and you can understand, hey, this, this is going to take me further. And, and many, of, many people that are listening to this podcast right now, you've come a certain, to a certain place where you are right now of increase because you know, you've, you've, gotten, you've gotten maybe a, a word from God here or there or you know to yourself or so whatever but I want to tell you to continue to go forward you need for him to continue to speak into your life all right and we have to keep receiving the word of God one what man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes out of the mouth of the Lord and so you have to keep hearing it if it took if it took the word of God to get started it's going to take the word of God to continue it's mm-hmm. going to take the word of God all the way through so don't get to a place where I don't need to hear from God anymore I'm doing this on my own no uh, you will fail that's dangerous yeah. if you if it took if it took God to start it it's going to take God to continue it you have to be you have to be continuing in the things of God Right. And, 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 and sometimes God will give you, he'll speak something to you that it's just like, oh my, that, that, that really messes with me mm-hmm. or that hurts because maybe, you know, maybe, maybe it's something that, that really causes you to be stretched and in the natural, you don't feel you're quite ready for that. Mm-hmm. But God knows because everything, every good and perfect gift comes from our father which is in heaven, and, and he gives you what you need to be able to cause you to increase. And first, you're going to increase in your spirit, and then it will manifest in the outside. So true. And so you have to receive that word for you to be able to really live and be able to thrive as God intends for you to. And so in John chapter 6, Jesus was talking to his disciples, actually, and the Jews were standing around hearing him. He was, it's a, 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 a thorough teaching about about the bread of life and about who he is and everything like that. And then he continues on down there in, um, in uh, John 6, and he says in verse 48, I'm the bread of life that gives life, uh, the living bread. I'm reading this out of the Amplified Classic Translation. Verse 51, I myself am this living, living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he's going to live forever. And also the bread that I shall give for the life of the world is my flesh or my body. And then people are like, well, what's he talking about now? You know, this is a little, this is getting a little, a little strange here. And then 53, Jesus says, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you, you cannot have any life in you unless you eat of the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, unless you appropriate his life and the saving merit of his blood. So people are like, Whoa, we're getting a little freaky here now. Verse 56, he who feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood dwells continually in me. And I, in like manner, will dwell continually in him and so and I mean think of the religious Jews now they're they're getting mind melt right now (laughs) what kind of a freaky idiot is this guy and to top it off verse 59 he said these things in a synagogue while he was 
teaching in Capernaum. So he's in the yes. church and he's he's saying these things, things people haven't heard. They're like, whoa, you got to be kidding me. And when his disciples heard this, verse 60, many of them said, this is a hard and difficult and strange <laughs> saying, an offensive and unbearable message. Who can stand to hear it? Who can be expected to listen to such a teaching? Oh my but you understand, that was life. If they didn't receive that, there's no way that they could have participated in the plan that God had for mankind. Right. They, they were the first ones to get that, that difficult word. <laughs> and it transformed them because they received it. Do you realize that God has things that he wants to bring into the earth that he has to have vessels that will receive it right and be able to transmit that then to others and maybe you're one of these vessels of honor that God has chosen and you're choking on the word <laughs> instead of assimilating it and saying God I take that Lord thank you I receive that it's tough for you but God will allow that to be brought to many, many others through you. But you have to receive it. Yes. And this is how, and before others can increase, you have to increase. Right. God's always looking for somebody to be a carrier of his word. Mm -hmm. Will you take this into this area here? Well, these people won't receive me. Sure they will. You think they won't, but that's because you're in your head right now. Take mm -hmm. the word and, and go for it, and they will receive it. You know, people were, were telling, you know, uh, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, you know, joy won't, it does, doesn't work here in this nation. It doesn't work here. <laughs> this, this what you're doing, this, this is what you're sharing. This won't go over here. There's never been any nation of the world where the word has been preached that it wasn't received like this, in with joy. And joy erupting. Why? It's not, a, it's not a faddish thing. It's the word of God. Mm -hmm. And there's so many things that God wants to do in these last days that we're living in. Right. That are going to come by his people receiving his word. Right. And saying, wow, God, this is a tough thing to, for me to chew mm -hmm. on. Okay, chew on it, but swallow it too. Right. Take it. Let it get in you and then let it start coming out of you because right. you are what you eat. Yes. You are what you eat. What God will feed you will transform a city, a transform an, a, a, an area, transform a nation. But you have to receive that word. And as you increase, God will be able to flow out of you in a greater way than he ever has before. To see people touched, to see them changed, to see them transformed, cities, nations, whatever it is that God wants to do, he's going to use a person. Right. And he's got to do it in you before he can do it through you. That's so true. And so if he's going to bring increase, mighty increase, and there has to be increase in these last days. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, 
so multiplied increase. Yeah. Yes. He's going to use you. Absolutely. That what you're saying, it reminded me of Psalms um, 112 here. I'm going to just going to read this out of the new living translation. Cause it, um, is a little bit shorter than the Amplified Classic. But anyway, it says, Praise the Lord. How joyful are those who fear the Lord and delight in obeying his commands. Okay, so obviously we fear as in the reverential sense of the Lord. We care the most about what he wants and Mm -hmm. thinks, right? And we delight in obeying his commands. And I emphasize that because that... Those are the prerequisites for what actually happens the rest of the psalm here. It says, verse 2, their children will be successful everywhere. An entire generation of godly people will be blessed. They themselves will be wealthy, and their good deeds will last forever. Light shines in the darkness for the godly. Okay? Notice Mm -hmm. it doesn't say there isn't darkness. It says for the godly, though, light shines in the darkness for the godly. They are generous, compassionate, and righteous. God comes to those who lend money generously and conduct their business fairly. Such people will not be overcome by evil. Again, noticing, not not stating there isn't evil, but notice these are the people like yourself that will not be overcome by evil. Those who are righteous will be long remembered. They do not fear bad news. They confidently trust the Lord to care for them. They are confident and fearless and can face their foes triumphantly again not that we don't have foes but we are facing them triumphantly because we know that we already have the victory we're not searching for it it actually belongs to us as a birthright verse 9 they share freely and give generously to those in need their good deeds will be remembered forever they will have influence and honor the wicked will see this and be infuriated <laughs> just like they wrote Jesus. Come on. Yep. <laughs> Religious and wicked sometimes are just the same person. <laughs> they will grind their teeth in anger. They will slink away their hopes thwarted. Mm-hmm. So it's like such a contrast there to, you know, that I see between the righteous and the extreme blessing of the Lord in every area, your children blessed, everything that you do blessed, you're going to be held in esteem and honor. You're going to be re- your acts remembered forever. Um, and of course, this this amazing blessing just upon your life, you're going to be blessed and you're going to be prosperous. And then it's just like, you know, it it, it so overshadows the wickedness and the, and the evil, actually what, what belongs, you know, to them. And I believe that in, uh, in this day that we're living in, this is only, you're only going to see tremendous increase of this and the evidence of who is righteous, who really trusts and believes God and who doesn't, who doesn't know the word. Everything is literally available to us right now to increase, but you have to go after it. You know, I was just thinking, um, a couple weeks ago, um, Blake, our youngest son and myself, um, we went skiing and we get up there it was so super busy, um, and it took forever just to even be able to, like, you know, park and get the tickets and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But anyway, um, but the Lord really um, redeemed the time for us. It was super amazing, actually. We ended up on, you know, short um, lift lines, which I would look over at other chairlifts, and I would be like, oh, my gosh, it's such a, like, a long line, but we did it a different way. And um, actually, we just had run after run after run. It was really awesome. But anyway... Um, Blake, um, I've been teaching him how to ski. I grew up in Montana, so I, you know, started skiing when I was four or five years old. And so, um, 
anyway, it's just one of the, one of the things I really, one of the really, the sports I love the most. And anyway, um, and blessed that at least, you know, I live in an area where it, it's not the Rockies <laughs> whatsoever, but I am thankful that there is a place that, that we can go skiing about an hour away. Um, and so, you know, when, when it snows, I mean, they're always making snow, which is again, not the greatest, but anyway, but I'm, I am thankful that we can at least go this. It works. So it works. Yeah. And so anyway, uh, until I take the next ski trip to Montana, Alaska, or Colorado or something yeah. like that. And I want to use my snow go bike. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You need to do that. That'd be super cool. So anyway, um, we were, so with, with Blake, you know, learning how and everything, you know, a lot of that, you have to learn how to overcome fear and realize, because of course, when you're, you're learning, um, how to ski your, so much of your energy and your effort is just on how do I, um, get these skis to go in the right direction. And then as much of that is how do I slow down or stop? Because I don't want to just go like straight down the mountain. But then you're also having to overcome just natural fear of, you know, you're up, especially if you're on a steep slope, you're not only up high, but your, your vision, of course, just looking down like, oh my goodness. And I don't know if I can be able to stop or slow down mm-hmm. or how do I turn right and all this, this kind oh my, of things. And that so, yeah. so as I'm teaching him, you know, these things and we're just, we're just on like um, a lower lift. And of course, when you're on a lower one and it's, it's, it's not a, it wasn't a beginner lift, but it is not like, you know, some of the higher ones up. And so the chair runs at a slower pace as well, a slower, you know, because it, people that are getting on and getting off aren't as experienced. And so they need to like slow down the chair. I mean, they'll even have it stopped at different times. So I'm saying all this <laughs> Like it takes, you know, a lot more, a lot more time to be able to actually get up to your run. And then, you know, it's not like a super long run. So, but anyway, um, so, you know, he says to me, he says, well, you know, mom, I know you want to be able to go and, you know, ski some of the, the other, you know, the harder slopes. So why don't you just go ahead and do that? And I said, well, I don't want to just, I want to make sure you're comfortable before I go and take a run. And so anyway, so we make this plan. And so I said, okay, I'm going to meet you at the bottom. And, um, anyway, so I go over and, and to, to another chair. And of course you get on this chair and it's a fast moving one. And the amazing thing was though, is that, and I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even expected this as much as, as many times as I've, I have skied, but the way that the weather was, and it, and it was snowing, it was very cold. Um, it's actually great, obviously great for skiing. Um, as you go up on this one higher, the snow was much better. Okay. And you got a faster, the overall experience was, was so much better, of course, going up higher. And so I finished like a really quick run and I realized, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's not even because of that slow chair, not even up to the bottom. Let me just go ahead and take a quick, another run. And so then I go and meet him and sure enough, he had just actually got to the bottom. And so we meet up. And so I said to him, I said, I said, Hey Blake, here's the deal. I said, I'm going to tell you like, if, if you would be okay with it and you would be okay for a challenge, I said, actually, I said, why don't you try going up higher up on the mountain with me? 
and we'll go on this other chair. And I said, I promise you that you'll have actually a much easier time of skiing. The snow is better. There's not, there's not near as much traffic. You're not having to like be concerned of like who you're going to run into or who's going to run into you. I, um, I said, you'll actually love it so much better. Mm. And so he's like, are, are you sure? Cause that's kind of steep. And I said, I'm telling you, I said, all you got to get over is you just don't think in your mind, this is harder or this is steep. I said, you you take authority over fear. And I said, we'll do it. And so he's like, okay, all right, let's do it. And so the, from the moment, like we get on, he's like, oh my goodness, this chair is so fast and everything. And I said, you know, this is great. Do you know from that, we literally made run after run after run after run. He's like, oh, this is so great. <laughs> and I just yeah. thought, you know, that, that applies to, and it was like, so it was such a higher level actually of fun. Yeah. And so, it, but it applies so much. I see how in the spiritual things Same too, thing. and even in the things that the Lord you has be for you, because to take that risk. you do that risk. And, and the thing really that holds you back from the increase Phew. and from the greater things and the higher things and, and the better things is actually just your own thoughts yeah. and fear of failure. Right. And like, Oh, what is this? This is going to be different. I don't know if I can do it. Um, you know, what if I fall all these kind of things? And, you know, Blake himself said to me, he's like, Oh my my goodness, that was so much easier skiing up there than it was down, down lower, lower, which you wouldn't imagine that it could be like that. Mm-hmm. But actually, again, and I and I believe the this trail that, less traveled, right? And, but the Lord is all about increase. Yeah. And first of all, people have you know that they, they fight that. So I, I believe that we're talking to an audience that doesn't at all. That's exactly but right. If you we have understand, the best that right? To this. <laughs> the most intelligent, most spiritual. The really, you know, the, the go getters for right, sure. That's it. You know, um, but the if you understand that the Lord actually only He is all about increase, like decrease is an impossibility with the Lord because that that's not anything even of of His character, His nature, not found in heaven or anything like that. That's right. So if you realize that with increase, and of course everything actually with God gets better and richer mm-hmm. and more abundant and greater fruit, you know that that's just God's nature. So we should expect the same thing in our life. So. So why wouldn't we want to increase? Because the most awesome thing is not only, and I'm not talking about just your own life being blessed, 1,000 million hundred, whatever the greatest number, infinity percent, (laughs) yes, the Lord wants you blessed because he loves you more than you could even ever imagine. So without a doubt, but for us, the greatest thing that we can do is actually be able to give away what's been given to us. That's exactly You know, just the right. Bible tells us it's more blessed to give than it is and to receive. receive. Why? Because the Lord is a giver and we're created in his image. So we're givers. And so we actually receive our greatest fulfillment our greatest joy and everything by being able to give things away. And of course, I, I, I don't mean just natural things. I'm talking about everything from encouragement, from wisdom, from grace, from love, from the, the anointing, God's um, healing power. The greatest things are not actually things th- that are in the natural realm that you can you can. T- you know, taste, touch, feel that type of thing. They're actually spiritual things, right? Yeah. But God blesses us with everything to be able to, to, to sow, to be able to connect others together, you know, to be ways to expand the kingdom, creativity, vision, all of that should always be increasing in our life and flowing out of us because we're giving it to, to people. Yes. And people are the greatest thing ever. 
I mean, throughout eternity. The it most will amazing always be, asset. It'll always in your be life. people. Yes. Amen. And so if we have an understanding that the Lord is, and this should be a declaration really of ours every day. Thank you, Father, you're increasing me. Today is a day of increase. Father, I thank you that I'm going from glory to glory and in every way I'm increasing. And even as you're able to realize and to mix your faith with that expansion, the Holy Spirit is going to point out to you some things in the natural that hold you back. Of course, we've addressed many things throughout the the series here of of things that, that hold you back. But sometimes people will overlook, you know, what, what we would, each one of us would, could excuse as, as things that don't really matter. Like for instance, consistency, Mm -hmm. being consistent in our walk with the Lord. Of course, that's a thing that has to, you, you, we know that being a faithful steward is an essential requirement the Lord has for us, right? We're all stewards. We're actually we're actually just slaves of the Lord. I know people don't like that word, <laughs> slave, but but He is Lord. Don't beat me. <laughs> the Lord only blesses His slaves. <laughs> That's it. And it sounds bad to say I'm a love slave. <laughs> oh no, I mean servant sounds better. But I mean yeah. we really are supposed to, we're you a know, bond servant everything. Yeah. Everything, every desire of our, our life and everything should belong to the Lord. But of course, we have to be found being really consistent in what God has called us to do. And when we have consistency, even as part of our character, then you see how we are consistently increasing and we're consistently growing even in the blessing of God. Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com, that's riveroftricities.com, and click on Donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you.